Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Come on in, take a seat, pour a drink, pass one to me. Freckles, foodie, and friends, talking about life's odds and ends. Throw away your hesitations, have a filter conversations. If you've got an ear to lend, here's Freckles, foodie, and friends. Hi, fam. So, assuming things go as planned... This episode is releasing on Wednesday because we are changing the day of the week that our podcast dropped. Um, I know it's always been Friday historically, but I just feel like people don't really listen to shows on Fridays. Like maybe some people do, but the mass majority of us do not, or vast majority of us, whatever that terminology is. Um, and then... Sometimes you get around to it on the weekend or next week. And so obviously you're still listening, but I think that sometimes people forget whatever. I just think Wednesdays is like a better drop day. And it's not just me that thinks that. It's like why most shows drop on Wednesdays. So we're going to try it out. And if people have a really big issue with it or we notice it somehow hurts us, we can always go back. You know, the great thing is, is that we are actually in charge here. So Happy new drop day. The other change is right now the plan is to rotate each week between a guest and a solo episode. I am really enjoying solo episodes lately and honestly, it seems to be ones that resonate the most with you all, both from a standpoint of feedback and also just download numbers like statistically wise. So we're going to throw in a lot more. The other thing, I think I mentioned this in my Parenting in the Pandemic episode, but I want to get you guys more involved from the like listener perspective as part of this community. So similarly to how I did the Parenting in the Pandemic episode, I asked people to submit their stories or thoughts or whatever it might be on a topic that I will be including throughout this episode to use as prompts, but also to share other people's perspective and mainly to include the Freckled Foodie family. So I know this past one and this one are more focused on parenting, but that's not how it's always going to be. I promise for you non-parents out there, I'm not forgetting about you. I'm just also trying to share like what is happening real time and where my mind is going. And of course, majority of that is parenting, but it's not all. So I do have some ideas for some upcoming solo episodes to get you guys involved as like a Freckle Foodie community, whether it be doing a like read your secrets episode or ask for advice episodes or 
any of those types of topics. So my DMs are open for suggestions. If you guys want to email podcast at freckledfoodie.com or DM Pod with any requests for solo episodes or topics, please send them our way. We are always looking for ideas and brainstorms and ways that you you guys can get involved. So today's episode, honestly, you're going to know this answer, but as I'm recording it, I'm trying to decide on the caption. I'm weighing a few things. Um, like the first one is, I love my kids, but sometimes I miss my old life. Or I love my kid. I only have one. Um, or I love being a mom, but I don't always love momming. Or some days I just don't want a mom. So TBD, you will know the answer because you're listening to this episode already. This one is an interesting topic and I want to lay the groundwork before we really get into it. So the other day I was coming home. Where were we? I don't even. Yeah, we, we were coming home from Maddie's. We were at my sister's for the weekend. We got back to New York and we were like unpacking the car unpacking all of our bags. And honestly, like I just had a lot of work I wanted to get done. I hadn't worked at all that weekend. And maybe this is something that like some people can't relate to. But when you are your own boss, and you actually enjoy what you're doing, like I want to work. And I just constantly feel like I'm kind of behind on all aspects of my life ever since becoming a mom. And I turned to Joe and I was like, I just don't want a fucking mom right now. Like I, I just don't. I don't want to do the schedule, the bottles, the play, the naps. Like I, I just want to do my own shit and like be on my own schedule and agenda. And thankfully it was a Sunday, so he didn't have work. So he just kind of took Liam and I went into the other room and I did just that. But I posted on Instagram and I said, like, I know a lot of people aren't going to like this, but I'm just having one of those days where I don't want to be a mom. And the resounding response was women saying thank you for saying this because I have these dates too and I feel like an absolute piece of shit when I feel this way but it's still how I feel and obviously not everyone agreed with me and that's fine not everyone has to agree with me like that's the other thing like if someone disagrees with me that's totally okay you're just not experiencing the same thing as I am and that's life um I do want to mention that it did upset two people, um, of which I I actually know them in in real life, because they're struggling with fertility. And it's really hard for me to find the correct words to respond to that type of conversation, because I have not lived through the experience of infertility or fertility struggles. So I cannot relate from a lived experience. All I can say is that I know my emotions of what I'm going through right now and that I am entitled to feel my own emotions and that they are valid and that I can honor them. And obviously, it might not be something that people relate to, as I mentioned, and it might be a message that they disagree with, and that's okay, but like, I'm still able able to share how I feel. All that being said, simultaneously, I can feel really fucking badly for anyone struggling. Okay. So I want to make that very clear. I actually had a few of you submit your feelings who have experienced infertility and fertility struggles, because I think that's also an interesting dichotomy when it comes to this conversation. So I'll be sharing that as well. All that to be said, if you are someone who is currently struggling with fertility or 
you know, this this whole topic might upset you, maybe this is not the right episode to listen to. And I take no offense to that. Your mental health is important, but like that's kind of your decision then to decide what you're consuming and what you're not. So this is your just warning. I'm not going to say trigger warning because I don't think that this is a trigger warning. I think we're kind of like overusing that sentiment a little bit. Um, This is just maybe something that you're not going to enjoy listening to. So you just shouldn't listen to it maybe. All right. So let's, let's dive in. The thing that I hate that I have to preface this conversation with, but I always feel like I do, is that I really fucking love my son. I love Liam more than I've ever loved anything in this entire world. He is the missing piece to my puzzle. He is my best friend, soulmate, favorite human. He's my everything. He is literally the reason why I do anything. And I never knew that I could feel this way about someone, but he has been the absolute best thing that has ever happened to me. With that being said, there are days where I fucking hate momming. And we're going to use momming as a verb because what I mean by momming is like the constant thought process and like mental load that we experience on top of the actual tasks and things that we have to do, okay? So I mean the like laundry that has to be put away, unpacking that has to be done, the playing that has to be done, the putting down for naps, the feeding, the feeding of solids, the making sure he's like being watched after, and then the emotional load and mental load of am I doing enough? Is he doing what he's supposed to be doing? Do we have food for solids? Are his clothes still fitting? Do I need to order more clothes in the next size? When do we go to the next size? What's his diaper size right now? Shit, do we need new diapers? Do we have enough formula? Are there wipes? Do we have food to make solids? Like, what are we doing this week? Is he going to enough classes? Should I be signing him up for more classes? What classes are we going to? And do they fit with his schedule? Like, it goes on and on and on. And that is just a constant stream through my brain. It's never ending. And this has been a conversation I've had with Joe a lot about the mental load of being a parent. And I hate to stereotype and all of that, but like I do just think the mental load impacts the female assuming a heteronormative relationship or this is assuming heteronormativity, which I know is not the case, but it's just what I've lived in. Um, I just think that the mental load weighs heavier on the female of a relationship. And I don't know why that is. Maybe it's a mix of the like maternal instinct. Maybe it's a mix of what we've been given through like society and media standards. I don't know. But I I just do think that it falls heavier on the female. And I fucking hate saying that. But that's the reality. Um, So all of that, like I just sometimes want a break. And this is the number one job that you just never get a break from. And it's the really simple things. Obviously, yes, like I would love to like, you know, I just had a mom's night out, which was so much fun. But it's more like I just miss the ability to be spontaneous. I think that's what it is. Like just knowing that you can't go do that. I miss just being able to be like, oh, let's go out to dinner. Let's go get drinks. Like let's go do this fun thing without having to like so 
intensely plan ahead because logistically you need to. Like you need a babysitter. You need someone to watch your child. And then you need to make sure that person is equipped to watch your child and that they know what they're doing and you have to talk through everything. I miss that. I miss, this is so twisted maybe I don't know because I'm a workaholic like I would do anything to just sit in a dark room for three days with no one not even like personal friends family anyone being able to contact me so that I can just work like that's how deeply I just miss simple things work being one of them um going out and just running an errand without even thinking about anything like on my own I was hungover the other day and I really wanted bagel and cream cheese and Joe was like, oh, let's go on a family walk. And I was like, I love you so much. I just want to step outside by myself. Like, I just want to go, go by myself, go get this bagel. Um, I guess it's the independence. And like all that being said, we now have help. So we have a babysitter that comes two and a half days a week. And then my mother-in-law helps once a week. And like those days are when I feel like the best versions of myself. That allows me to step away, to get stuff done, to do work, to be a human, to be myself, to be someone other than just a mom. And then by the end of the day, tap into being my mo- the mom and be the best version of that mom that I can be. Like that allows me to be the best version of myself. When I'm trying to do everything at once, I'm not good at anything. I'm not, I'm not being a good mom because I'm also trying to work. And I'm not good at my job because I'm half-assing it because I'm paying attention to Liam. So that has been like the number one thing that has helped me. I want to touch, like, all right, let's get into some of the submissions because I feel like I'm gonna go in circles and this will help kind of direct me. Someone said what we just talked about. I think there's a difference between being a mom as a noun and momming as a verb. You can want to be a mom to your son and have days where momming is not what you want to be doing. And that's exactly it. I think there's this like confusion or not confusion. People are unable to accept that we can experience two conflicting emotions at one time. They can coexist. It's something that I've struggled with a lot and honestly have had to come to terms with only since becoming a mother. I can be really happy and really sad at the same time. And I've never experienced it until I was a mom, especially in like early stage of postpartum. I can love being a mom and not want to mom at the same time. It's so confusing and it takes a long time to wrap your brain around, but two conflicting emotions can coexist. And we have to allow people, especially mothers, to feel this. And that's why I want to have this conversation because I fucking hate the narrative that like we have to love every single aspect of being a mom. It's bullshit. And I don't know who's putting it on us, but it's not helping. And this was like kind of my issue with people who fought me back on this a bit because I'm like, you're, I almost felt a little gaslit, like telling me that I can't experience the feelings I want to feel. Like you actually can't tell me how I'm supposed to feel. And that really bothers me. And I think we do that a lot with women and especially with moms. And whether it's during your fertility struggles, whether it's during your pregnancy, whether it's during postpartum, everyone's like, oh, but be so happy. Like, oh, but so many people would want what you have. Like you have to be happy. I can be happy and also kind of like at the same time be sad or angry or upset or miss things. I can love my child and miss my old life. Those two things can happen at once. 
And by telling women that they're not allowed to actually feel their emotions, like who the fuck is that helping? It's not helping anyone. Because honestly, it just compounds on the sad feelings. When you're feeling a certain way, especially like a sad way, and someone's telling you that you shouldn't feel that way or you can't feel that way, then you just double down because it's like, well, why am I sad? I shouldn't be sad. And then you feel bad about yourself. And then you feel like you're doing something wrong. And then you're like, well, I fucking suck at this. And you see, it's a spiral. It is a negative spiral. And that is why... I am here to remind you all that we are entitled to our emotions and no one can fucking tell you how you're supposed to feel, okay? This also falls into that narrative of like mothers are superheroes. And yes, like we are superheroes because we truly like grew a, like women can grow a baby, a human and bring it into this earth. Like that's superhuman shit. However, I'm not a superhero because like I hate that people are like, oh, you're a superhero because, you know, you work, you're a mom, whatever. That whole narrative like doesn't allow us to ask for help. It's it's basically saying you're a superhero and we're not going to help you because you're a superhero. I hate that. Someone wrote in, we're not superheroes, we're humans. We need to make sure we are taking care of ourselves first so that we can be better for them. We've all heard this on the airplane. You have to put your mask on before putting the mask on someone else. And I say this all the time, you have to fill up your cup and that's going to look different for everyone. That might mean a girl's night out with your friends. That might mean going to a hotel for 24 hours and not (laughs) being bothered by anyone. That might mean a quick meditation or walk outside, just being able to step away for a hot second. Okay, like you have to be able to put yourself first and find out the ways that you're able to do stuff. Find out the things that fill your cup because it's going to look different for everyone. So you have to figure out what actually allows you to fill up your cup because I want to fill up my cup so much that his is overflowing. Like that's the fucking goal. But I cannot pour from an empty cup. I'm going to share some specific things that you all said you miss. Before becoming pregnant, my husband and I would pick up and travel spontaneously all over the world, go to concerts and sporting events and dinners. All of these things are still possible, but so much more difficult and require so much more planning. And I do sometimes catch myself thinking, wow, I didn't know how easy I had it. Of course, I love my son and I would do anything for him. But it's so hard not to think of the before time of spontaneity, carelessness that I feel like I will never be able to have again. It's a weird cross between mourning an old life and being so thankful for a new one. And then on top of those feelings, there is the guilt of, wow, I'm a terrible person. I should be so thankful. See, that's exactly what I'm talking about. We've put this like narrative on women that they're not allowed to feel this way. Of course, you're allowed to miss your old life. I mean, that'd be crazy if like your life just completely changed and you never once thought back on the past life. Obviously, things can be better in this new life. You can enjoy certain aspects of them. I do. Like my life is so much better now in the sense that I have Liam to cuddle with and play with and as my purpose and a whole new love. But there are things that I really miss about my old life and I'd be lying if I said that wasn't the truth. Someone said, similarly, I miss my old life. Most specifically, the flexibility. I just want to run out to the store without even thinking about it. I want to grab dinner with friends without having to coordinate it days and weeks in advance for babysitting. This. This, like this is exactly it. It's just the coordination of things. I was talking with my friend about this where we had this girl's night out, right? And this is something that it's hard to verbalize because I think maybe if you're not a parent, there then comes in the whole like, 
not sexism thing, but whatever. Let's get into it. So we wanted to do girls night out. In past life, before baby, I would just be like, text Joe or go up to him in the other room, whatever. Hey, Saturday night, I'm going to go out with Jess, Danny, Marin, whatever. Like, okay. And he'd be like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Like, yeah, I'll do a guy's thing or I'll just hang out. It wasn't, it was more of like, do we have plans? No. Okay. I'm going to go do this. Now, there obviously has to be a coordination of schedules and like, Together, you have to plan things. So now it has it, it has to be. Not that like he has to approve my plans or I have to approve his plans, but there has to be a discussion of what people are doing for the sake of Liam. So now it's like, hey, can I go do this on Saturday night? And I don't, I just hate that. Like, I really don't like it. I feel like I'm asking like my parents if I can go out. Like my friend and I said this, we both like weren't with, Joe and her husband and we had to call them and we were like hey can I do a girls night I just hate that it's like can I and it's not because Joe runs my calendar it's because I need to make sure that like I can go do that and he can do like solely parent and it's the same way when the roles are reversed like he asks me can I and I also hate that from the flip side because then I feel like the like gatekeeper of his fun. And this is something we had a big discussion on early postpartum. I was like, I hate that I'm now deciding like what you can and cannot do. That's not something I enjoy. And then I feel like I'm the one who's in charge of like whether you have fun or not. And that's a whole separate conversation. But just the new conversation of whether like logistically you're able to go do something, I think is odd and confusing. And it's a new dichotomy of a relationship that takes time to like get accustomed to and figure out and maybe somehow that changes from can to something else but I don't know how because you actually have to make sure that like someone is staying home so that's something I just don't enjoy about this whole scenario someone said I miss getting in my car without needing to strap someone into a car seat packing snacks and toys listening to kids music and going somewhere kid friendly like it's just the little things you guys it is literally the little things So not only can you obviously miss your old life, but also miss like a past version of yourself, like that person. I wholeheartedly believe that becoming a mother changes who you are as a person, without a doubt. Obviously, there are physical changes that like are permanent in my opinion, but I really think you become a different person. I know I have felt that way. But someone talked about missing the old version of herself. I am the type of woman who used to travel for work and sit at bars by myself and just have a cocktail and people watch. That is who I was. I miss her more than I like to admit. Just because I adore my son doesn't mean I love being a mom all the time. I know I'm a fantastic mom and I think that's part of the problem. Maybe if I was okay with being a quote unquote decent mom, it wouldn't kill me so much. But I always put him first and that's just not always sustainable. I guess my point point is I hear you I see you I am you I mean we all we all hear and see each other and we all are each other because it's very clear from all of these submissions we all feel for the most part not all a lot of us feel similarly 
Another person wrote in, it's pretty traumatic that your whole life you're one person, but then suddenly within a matter of seconds, your responsibilities and priorities change completely. And each year, fuck, each month is a new challenge or change in responsibility. Don't take it all on myself, you say? Well, I don't. I have help and it still feels impossible sometimes. I miss my carefree former self. Even though I thought my former self was not carefree at the time, I look back and realize she was. The ability to only care for yourself and your spouse and nurture your relationship was totally taken for granted. Everyone warned me how hard it would be, but it wouldn't have mattered because I wanted babies. I wanted a family. I still do, but it doesn't change that it's still very fucking hard to be a little human's lifeline 24-7. Again, like... It's the 24-7 aspect of it. It, it. it really just, it, it just doesn't stop. I want to keep reading these because there are so many submissions and I love them so much. Okay. As I cried while my son nursed himself to sleep for the third time that night, I thought to myself, I don't want a mom anymore. I want to sleep. I want to shower. I want to smell like myself. I wanted to do so many other things in that moment, but to mom was not one of them. I think of that night often. That was my lowest low. Feelings of sadness, anger, and helplessness would come as the sun was setting because those nights were always the hardest. Those feelings would paralyze me in fear and self-doubt. Can I do this? Am I enough? Was this a mistake? Then something wonderful happened. The sun would rise. As the sun rose each day, those dark feelings would recede. My son would smile at me as he nursed. We would sleep together, offering comfort to one another. He was my son. He chased those dark feelings away. We learned how to get through those dark moments together. But most importantly, mama learned to ask for help. When the I don't want to feelings return is when I need the most help. Mama cannot do it all sometimes in order to be the best mom. I need time to not mom. That, that last line. In order to be the best Mom, to Liam, I need time to not mom. We all need time to not mom. Again, this is going to look different for everyone. It's dependent on everyone's situation. Like so many factors go into it, but we just need to find time to step away. Because as someone who dealt with postpartum depression, I can tell you when I was trying to do it all was when I felt like the world was going to come crashing down on me. There were some dark dark times during my postpartum, like darker than I would care to admit. And those were always the result of me trying to do everything. And I don't mean absolutely everything. Obviously, Joe is involved and very helpful and an incredible partner. But I was trying to prove, I don't know to who, that like I could do it all without asking for help. And this is a whole other conversation where I think I get very confused of whether I'm a working mom or a stay-at-home mom, and I don't know why I even care, but the lines are so blurred that I feel guilty asking for help because I feel I should be able to do it on my own because that's what society has told me I'm supposed to be able to do. But when I don't ask for help is when I am the worst version of myself and the worst mom that I can be. This submission speaks on that as well. My kids are my greatest blessing and bring me the most joy I have ever felt by far. And at the same time, I grieve the freedom and mental space I used to have. I am a firm believer that both of these feelings can coexist. To assume mothers cannot complain or feel frustrated by aspects of motherhood reinforces the pressure our society puts on women to do it all, all the time. Again, we need to be able to say how we feel. Okay, friends? 
On that same note, here is another one. I spent 30 years investing in myself before I had a child. And so now as a mom, I will work to hold on to the prior me and do what I can to honor the best parts of myself from before I had a child. What this means is that I deserve time for me without child. Sure, I've seen firsthand the judgment of others as I work to carry on aspects of my life that force me to not be with my daughter 24-7. But to share my love with others, I must fill my cup too. You are never wrong for taking care of you. I've learned that you must trust others and build the village you need so that you time to look after you. Now, again, I mentioned that I did not struggle with infertility. So I do want to share some submissions from people who did, because I think as someone who's experiencing these feelings, I can only imagine that they'd be more confusing had I struggled with infertility. And maybe the guilt would even feel more intense. So Based on what they said, I feel that is true, but here are some submissions. My husband and I struggled for three years, and to say I was distraught and angry and confused is an understatement. We ended up doing a year of timed intercourse and then five IUI treatments. We got pregnant twice during this, but miscarried in the first trimester. I had to have an investigative surgery to make sure I was a good candidate for IVF, and the day before I was supposed to go to the hospital to sign the paperwork for the surgery, I got a positive pregnancy test. Fuck yes. I thought after wanting this so badly that I would absolutely obsessed that I would be absolutely obsessed with being a mother. I am 98% of the time. I am 100% obsessed with my son. He is my sun, my moon, and my stars, and I would truly die for him. He is everything to me that brings me all the joy I could ever hope for. That is all without question. That is separate to the fact that sometimes I just want a break, not a coffee break or a trip to get my nails done, but a break from being a mom. Even if I leave the house without my son, which is almost never, I'm constantly thinking of him. I think it's perfectly normal to want a day to catch up on life without having to worry about wake windows and if he'll get a good nap and if he ate well, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I want no guilt, none whatsoever. Another submission. Grief, motherhood, and every feeling that surrounds them both is so indescribably complicated. While struggling struggling with infertility and dealing with the grief of my miscarriage, I experienced some of the lowest of lows of my life. I constantly told myself that if I could just get pregnant, then I would feel whole again. I wanted to be a mom so bad and was willing to do or give up anything. It consumed me and was all I wanted. After getting pregnant for the first time, even though I ultimately miscarried, I started to imagine who I'd be as a mom, and I felt like I got to know who she was. She was loving, grateful, and would never take being a mom for granted. The reality is you never truly know until it happens. Motherhood is a gift. That is the truth. I am eternally grateful for my body's ability to get pregnant and give birth to two healthy babies. I've had a few moments where I have just been so overwhelmed that I can't help but think about a time in my life where selfishly I only had to take care of me. I share all of that because I think it's so important to stress that two opposing thoughts can exist at once. Two things can be true. I can be the mom that yearned so deeply for my rainbow baby, and I can also be the mom that sometimes feels so overwhelmed that she yearns for just a moment of her old life. It doesn't make me a bad mom. It makes me human. And I feel even stronger for allowing myself to feel and to not judge my own thoughts or feelings. I know I'm a great mom, and simply feeling a feeling does not change that. I fucking love that one because she is spot on. We have to allow ourselves to feel our emotions and not judge ourselves for our feelings and our thoughts. Another one. 
My husband and I struggled with unexplained infertility for seven years. We finally had our baby last year, and before her, it was really hard to hear people complain about their children or even about being pregnant. It always seemed to me that people took for granted things that come so easily for them, and I would have given anything to be in their shoes. I even knew in my mind that these were unfair thoughts and feelings to have, but in my life at the time, it was all I was capable of. I struggled with PPD and a big part of that is me feeling like I should be happy. I should keep my negative feelings to myself because I should be grateful. I spent seven years of my life putting myself through medical procedures, an insane amount of medications, giving myself injections, my husband giving me injections, getting my blood drawn every week, constant internal ultrasounds, multiple negative pregnancy tests, three pregnancy losses, finally staying pregnant, which was unexpectedly a horrible experience, then giving birth in which I almost died from a uterine atony. I finally have what I've wanted for so long just to feel some days like I want to go back and live the life I had before this all started. I love who I am now and I love my child with all of my heart and soul, but I also miss myself as I was before. To only have myself to be responsible for. To not have this little person that needs me in order to live and who loves me so much. Not because I don't love that feeling, but just to relieve the weight of it all some days. It took me way too long in my postpartum to talk about how I was feeling and seek help. I was afraid of the judgment from others, that they would think I was ungrateful or selfish or a bad mom. It's people like the ones commenting negatively that have kept me from saying how I was feeling. I have been both people, but I've learned that we are responsible for our own feelings. Why do moms always want to gaslight other moms? Just because your experience is different than mine or you don't understand my perspective doesn't make it wrong. We are not the same person living the same experience. Okay, that. I mean, that that one is everything and more. Because again, like all of the struggles that she had to go through to become a mother, still... She is entitled to these emotions. Still, she is able to miss her old life. Still, she deserves to be able to say, I want to just step away from momming every once in a while. Like those emotions can coexist. And again, us gaslighting other mothers, telling them how they can and cannot feel is just putting more people in shame, keeping more people in a closet from speaking their emotions. And let me tell you, in a time where you are so incredibly hormonal, so incredibly emotional, so incredibly overwhelmed in postpartum, and then you're being told you can't feel a certain way, so you're keeping emotions to yourself, and they're going freaking haywire in your brain like someone in a jail cell, that is when it only gets worse. And that is exactly why I speak my truth, and I share these things. And I know it upsets some people. Look, I mean, I actually lost like a friend over this conversation on Instagram. I'm not going to lie. But I share my truth and my situation because I want to encourage other women to recognize that they are allowed, able, and entitled to feel their emotions no matter what they are. I fucking love my son. He is my everything. He's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I am so grateful for him. I am so honored that I get to be his mother. And some days I just don't want to mom. And that's the reality of it. And I'm allowed to feel that way. And I'm entitled to my emotions. My feelings are valid. And I should be able to share my feelings without being judged or told I'm a bad mom. Because fuck that narrative. Fuck the narrative that women are just supposed to do it all with a smile on their face because it's bullshit. That is not reality. And the more we push and push and push women to fit this Stepford Wives narrative, the more we are hurting them. 
So if you want to support other moms, if you want to support people in your life who are going through postpartum, encourage them to feel their feelings. Encourage them to speak their feelings. Encourage them to feel comfortable enough to realize that they are not a bad mom because they feel this way. They should not feel guilt over this. It's in, like, we never tell, this is a perfect example. You might love your job. Say you work in a corporate job. You might love your job. Do you come home some days and complain about your job and just say, I don't want to go to work today? Of course you do. You're not a fucking robot. It's the same thing. If we are creating space and allowing people to feel emotions like that and speak that truth and not judge that, we should be doing the same for these mothers, okay? So I guess moral of the story is moms, I love you, I see you, I hear you, I am you. You are entitled to these feelings. It's a fucking hard job. And you just, you have to make sure that you are finding time for yourself. And that's going to look different for everyone. But you have to make sure that you are finding time for yourself and finding ways to maybe step away from momming every once in a while because you need that refresh and you need to fill your cup. I want to close by like kind of this poem that someone wrote. Okay. Old life. I miss the days that I could walk aimlessly in the city, popping in and out of shops without thinking I need to rush home and relieve my husband or babysitter. I miss the days that I could sleep in without hearing cries or the sound of little feet walking towards my door. I miss being able to fly somewhere at the drop of a hat. I miss being able to go to the bathroom alone. I miss having uninterrupted conversations. I miss being able to read a book in under two days. I miss eating at restaurants and talking to friends with no distractions. I miss the days I was able to lay in bed if I wanted. I miss drinking as much as I wanted and not having to worry about anybody but myself. I miss having personal space. My new life. I love returning home to see my kids' faces smiling and running to hug me when I walk in the door. I love the first thing my kid wants to do when they wake up is have cuddles with me. I love seeing my kids' faces light up when they go somewhere new. I love that my toddler is so proud when she sits on the toilet. I love that my kids are always excited to tell me something. I love that my kids love for me to read to them. I love watching my kids try new foods. I love that my kids want to snuggle and watch movies. I love having kids who look up to me. I love that my hugs and kisses can solve any worries or sadness that my kids feel. Do I miss my old life? Absolutely. Do I love my new life? Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for submitting stories if you did and your thoughts and emotions. Thank you for allowing me to have the space to be my truest and most honest, vulnerable self. That is something I will never take for granted. That is why I fucking love the Freckled Foodie family. If this episode resonated with you, please share on your socials if you feel so inclined. Also, I love hearing feedback um, from the episodes, but it's really hard to filter through my DMs. So if you would send the message to at Pod on Instagram, your thoughts, feelings, emotions, any anything you have that comes up when listening to this episode, I would so appreciate it. Those are ones that I can absolutely get to and read and respond to. And I just want to make sure that I'm seeing how you guys feel with this episode. So please send anything there or you could email podcast at freckledfoodie.com. Of course, if you have not already, please subscribe to the show, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And of course, if you feel so inclined and you want to share the love, there is nothing that makes me happier than reading positive reviews from you all. I love you so much. Have a great day rest of your week and you are killing it mama. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I love doing this more than anything in the world. If you could be so kind as to rate and or review the show, share a screenshot on your Instagram story, whatever you feel like doing to show some love, I would really appreciate it. Obviously follow at Pod on Instagram and me at Freckled Foodie for more content. Thank you for being a part of the FF fam and I hope you have a wonderful day.